there's an incredible sense of satisfaction when you begin to take control of your life, but what happens when things don't quite go according to plan? What if, despite what you are doing, you see nothing but new problems pile up as you try to solve the old ones? I encountered many challenges when trying to overcome obesity, depression, and anxiety, and as time went on, I realized that in order to see a positive change, you may go through some rubble along the way. On this episode, I share a few stories of the challenges and the results I encountered in my efforts to improve my overall health. Welcome, everybody, to the 15th episode of Happy to Fail, the podcast where each and every Monday I share a specific situation, a chapter of my life. I open up that book where I talk about the the emotions that I was feeling, how I was feeling when I tried to improve my life, yet it seemed like time and time again, so many things piled up. And I think that usually happens to people when they wake up, they want to make a positive change. But sometimes because of our past, because there's a lot of problems happening in our communities, it is natural to feel desperate, to feel tired, to feel drained. But I don't just focus on how I felt at that moment. I also make sure I talk about the end result. After you go through all that rubble, after all the digging, Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it satisfactory when you see an awesome change in your life? We're going to be talking about those things in this episode because my name is Juan Bellas Court. I am from Puerto Rico and I'm a proud person with lived experience when it comes to different mental health challenges. And admittedly, I am feeling a little bit under the weather today. I've had a sore throat for a couple of days. I've had a stuffy nose that I am traveling tomorrow to Massachusetts if you're checking this out on a Monday, which if you are checking it out on a Monday, if you think these episodes help other people out, do consider leaving a five-star review. But in an effort to be my very best, I did go to Starbucks, not a sponsor, but I did go to Starbucks before this episode, and I had myself a tall, flat white coffee with some heavy cream. So I think I'm good to go for, for the next 20 minutes or so. But as always, remember that this podcast is a personal journal and it in no way replaces professional support. But if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like you got to talk to somebody, don't hesitate to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you're from Puerto Rico like myself, you can reach AMSCA's 24-7 crisis line by calling 1-800-981-0023. So the reason this episode is called Speed Bumps to Self-Care is because the same way that I'm feeling sick right now, I've unfortunately had some immune challenges for many chapters of my life. So it's actually very common for me to be sick consistently. I've been open about the fact that sometimes I record multiple episodes in one day. And a large portion of the reasons that I do that is because I tend to get sick. So not only do I suffer from multiple mental health challenges, I do have many physical challenges as well. And that's what inspired me to work on this episode. Because sometimes you want to be able to improve one but sometimes the other one can sneak in. And I think it is absolutely essential that the same way that we take care of our physical health or vice versa, we make sure we do it with the other one because our body is completely connected. So I thought I'd have a little bit of fun with the stories that I'm going to be sharing here. I'm going to be talking about two of them. And uh, I had to send out a tweet at Happy to Fail because both of them at some point, and I'm completely serious here, they may involve my butt. We're going to get to the stories, talking about the first one, going once again back to 2009. 
That's when I wrote the list. I was morbidly obese, weighing it up to 275 pounds. And I would go from drinking two bottles of Coke a day, eating nothing but pizza, anything that was unhealthy, that's what really satisfied me because that's what helped me deal with my emotions. So I became addicted to food. So I began to do a lot of things working towards my self-care around that time. I've talked about this a little bit in my favorite mistakes episode where I began going to the gym and eating and doing a lot of things. I was feeling better than ever before. But I did have a couple of problems. Because I was so obese for most of my life, I developed terrible posture. So even when I started to get to around 200 pounds, going down from 275, I still felt like I was 275. And I was still walking. I was still slouching like I was 275, even my clothing. So even though physically I was getting a lot better, there were still a lot of challenges along the way. And I remember that a couple of days I tried to go to the bathroom, I tried to eat, and I felt ill. I felt really, really weird. And I was eating uh, potatoes, I was eating chicken, taking in my multivitamins. So I got a little frustrated because it's like, I'm doing my very best to feel good. So how come I'm feeling so bad, yet I'm wearing clothes I never thought in my life I would wear? I went about an entire week without being able to go to the bathroom, which you know that can lead to heart attacks, increased blood pressure. You can die from something like that. It's perfectly natural for us to go to the bathroom. And I'm not talking about constipated as I went, you know, just a little bit this day, a little bit that day. I meant that I couldn't go at all. So I began crying uncontrollably. And this led to me telling a family member at around 11 p.m. at night that I needed to go to a clinic. Initially, we were going to go to an emergency hospital, but we remembered uh, there was a small 24-hour clinic not too far from our home, so the person took me there, and I went to a doctor. I began explaining things, and uh, oh, man, I I can't believe I'm sharing this in in a podcast, but it is about my life, so I guess, hey, you're going to get to know me more now than I think anybody has ever known me before, but... I speak to the doctor. It's a female doctor. We're inside a small rectangular office just so so, so you get the full effect. There's literally nobody else at that clinic aside from the secretary, the nurse, my family member, and myself. My family member is at the outside just so we get the clear view, right? Get ready for this. So my doctor tells me, well, I'm going to have to inspect the area to see if there's any irritation. I'm purposely leaving it this awkward sound. So After hearing that, I'm like, what do you mean inspect the, oh, oh, hey, hey, we're not doing that. I'm just getting to know you. But realistically, she needed to inspect the area to see if I was having some kind of complications, if it was inflammation or something. So I go outside and I tell my family member, hey, just so you know, this is about to happen. Because I had an anxiety attack. Remember that I had barely interacted with people. And then I go from like not interacting with anybody to, hey, check out my butt. What is going on here? This escalated far too quickly. I put on the uh, the, the outfit, you know, like when you're hospitalized so she could get a, a view of the area. There's not much back there, admittedly. And then she goes, oh, okay, I'm looking. It's a little inflammated, but realistically, I need to check the area. I need to check the area. This is a mental health podcast, people. We're talking about anxiety, and you may go through situations like this. So she inspected the area, and then she left the office for about 30 minutes. 
And this is where I went from laughing and being panicking to panicking for different reasons because I began bleeding uh, up until the days before that. So I, I would go to the bathroom and literally just pints of blood. It was horrible. So I'm thinking, what is going on? As somebody with intrusive thoughts, my thought process was, what if you have colon cancer? You never know. I mean, you're losing weight, you're eating properly, so why is this happening to you? And I began asking her a couple of questions, you know, when she came back, and she was sort of evading me. And I could tell it was with the best intentions, but at one point I asked, hey, I'm afraid I may have cancer, so what's going on? And then she was quiet. So I was reacting like this is in no way helping my anxiety. From this up until another point, I had a colonoscopy, which is a very intrusive process to see what was going on with me. And what ended up happening is that because of my, my lack of self-care and because of some of the medication that I took as I grew up, because I studied a lot of this, I went to different professionals, they told me, hey, you know, you were in this medication for X amount of time. This is how you neglected your body for multiple years. So your body went from eating junk food to eating so healthy that it went into a panic mode. And this is when I saw other problems that I didn't even know I had. So I have a couple of liver issues aside from everything else that I was having. And it was a very, very intoxicating time emotionally for me because what I was thinking throughout the entire process was, why me? Why is this happening to me now? Why couldn't it happen when I was isolated, closed off in my bedroom for multiple years because I was afraid to interact? Now that I'm trying to look my best, now that I'm trying to engage with people, now this happens to me, but I realized that I had two outcomes. Either I dealt with this or I didn't. There was nothing else. So it wasn't just about losing weight. I later found out that Iron and myself, we don't get along, so I had to change multivitamins. I found out that I was allergic to a couple of things, so I had to stop consuming those things because not only was it affecting me physically, the real harm that was happening throughout this entire process was my mental health because it would have been so easy for me to go right back to that emotional eating that I did for years as an effort to escape the real life situations. And I began feeling a lot better, but I'm not going to lie that those nights where I, I couldn't sleep, to me, if I can't fall asleep before 11, 11 p.m., that's when my thoughts activate. And that's not with any physical complication. So imagine that, you know, you add that to the mix. And it was really difficult because my thoughts became, well, if you have colon cancer, just kill yourself. And I'm just being real. That's what was going through my head. So the irony, right, where for every positive thing that I was doing by eating well, by going to the gym, by going to the doctor and being responsible, my mind was punishing me every step along the way. And now getting to the second story, and after this, we're going to lump everything up together and talk about the overall experience going to 2016. So I was driving a lot for work. I was moving a lot around, and I was doing pretty good physically speaking. I did begin to have a lot of back problems because my posture was so bad that in my efforts to improve it, I actually damaged my back. I had some uh, nerve damage, some spinal damage. So a lot of times I would have these shocks happen in my back, especially while driving, and that became really difficult because if that happened, I couldn't sleep, and that's when the anxiety would come right back. And it just became a whole lump of, well, here we go. I guess this is, this is the new challenge, which it was. And I began doing a lot of activities such as a yoga. I began doing DDP yoga, which I just took back 
a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot how, I, how good I felt. But my problem was that I neglected it for so long that it's not like I could take time off work to just do that, right? I still needed to work, and my, my neck was like uh, Batman in the movies. You know when Batman put on the mask in the 90s? He would have to turn his whole head because uh, he just couldn't move his neck. That was me at that time, except I was not Michael Keaton and I was not a millionaire. So something else that I started doing was going to a chiropractor. And I started doing that because somebody in a support group that I was going to, I saw her evolution. She was somebody that could barely walk. And all of a sudden she was walking like she was completely renovated. So I asked her, you know, let me know where you went. And I began going to that place. And I really hadn't had a lot of experiences with chiropractors. I thought it was just the, the adjustment where you see the bones cracking and things like that. She told me, this guy's a little different. Have an open mind. I'm like, okay, sure, why why not? But how can it be so different? Remember that I said both stories involve my butt, people. So I go and I sit with the chiropractor and he tells me, I can't help you unless you help yourself. I need you that whenever you come in here, the only thing that matters is you. Don't focus on the outside problems. Don't focus on where you're going to be driving afterwards. Just focus on what's happening here. And I was thinking this guy's crazy because it's, it's my back. What, why is all of this relevant? So the first time that I went there, I just laid down in this bed, you know, with the hole so you can put your face through it. And for 30 minutes, I did nothing. And neither did he. I was alongside three other people and one of the people fell asleep. So I'm laying the, in this bed face down. One person is literally snoring. And I'm just like, I am losing my money. I am wasting my money. What am I doing here? Somebody's going to kill me. Then I was saying this, you know, in, in a laughing sense, but I really did feel like I was wasting my time. So I gave the person a, an opportunity. He said, give me a month. So I went there again and he started to do a couple of things, some breathing exercises, moving my leg, moving different parts of my body. And at one point he began moving his thumb uh, through my, my back, like my middle back, I actually have a bone that sticks out of my body because of my spinal problems. And then I see, I see his uh, thumb or I feel his thumb going a little bit too low because, you know, there's the tailbone. But remember, it's not like I'm going into this thinking you're going to touch me in places where maybe I, I don't care to be touched. So he goes down there and I near kick him in the face because that was my impulse. So the next time that I go there, he sits down with me in his office and says, okay, Juan, we're going to work on your back. But in order to work on your back, you got to work on how you react. The moment that I put a single finger on your shoulder, you're stiffing up and I can tell that you're, you're tightening up. And if you do that here and you do that everywhere else, your neck and back problems are never going to go away. You need to learn to disconnect that when you're sitting down or, or when you're laying down in that bed, you got to be vulnerable. You got to open up and accept what's about to happen. And I began to think about that and it made a lot of sense. I've always been so defensive because of my intrusive thoughts, because of my anxiety. And I felt like a military man. You know, even he said, it's like, you're walking like you're in the military. You're waiting for somebody to fire so you can fire back, but loosen up, loosen up. So then he told me the challenge now is going to be this. You're going to lay down in that bed and you're going to do nothing for 30 minutes. But don't think about 30 minutes. Don't think about how long you need to lay down. Just lay down and do nothing. I've talked about the fact that Office Space was my favorite movie of all time. So literally, I looked at that movie for inspiration. I felt like I was, that, I was in that scene with the therapist. And the moment that he began 
touching the, the parts of my shoulder, my leg, and doing these stretch workouts for the first time, my body, it became like jello. And it was instantaneous. I even told him, I have never felt like this in my life. But the first thing he told me is, I'm not doing that. You are. Because if emotionally you're waiting to, to react, to lash back at me, to wonder, what am I going to do next? Your body's never going to loosen up. So you need to learn that whenever you're, you're doing something for yourself, you're able to disconnect from everything else. If you have a problem, the moment you walk through this door, that problem doesn't matter. Of course, it's going to matter the moment you leave afterwards, but now, now you got to focus on you. And my thought after that was, are you like a psychologist or something? I had a psychologist appointment later that week, and the first thing I told her is, I think my, my chiropractor is competing with you. Not only is my back feeling better, I'm emotionally feeling pretty awesome because I began to take those personal breaks at home in different parts of the day, and I was able to disconnect. And that was something that I never thought of. If you're always on the defense, you're never going to win. You're never going to allow your body to rest, even when you go to bed. Think about how many times we go to bed thinking about problems, thinking about when I wake up, I got to do this, I got to do that. And then you don't enjoy sleeping. You're technically there, your eyes closed, but there's no real rest happening. So the message that I want to get across after sharing both stories is that unless you make time for yourself, nobody is going to make time for you. Your responsibility so you can be a better parent, so you can deal with your emotional challenges, so you can deal with everything that's happening in life is to schedule time, not for others, schedule time for you. And not just that, but think about other factors in your life that, that could be contributing to your ill health. You know, we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, but it wasn't up until I began exercising that I began to uh, cook and the entire experience of cooking and sleeping better, and then going to the chiropractor, all these things that had a physical positive outcome also had an emotional outcome that was really positive as well. And even when you finally make that time for yourself, there's still going to be problems. I talked about the fact that there's going to be that rubble along the way. Notice that the second story, all those problems that happened, they really rose up when I tried to be better, when I tried to improve my posture. And I'm not going to lie, there were those times that I, I gained like 50 pounds. I went into a deep depression. I stopped sleeping because I began to have problems in real life with other people. And then you add that to your back problems, the irritation, all of that comes together and you get tired. And it's okay to almost feel like you want to let everything go. Who cares if I lose my job? Who cares if I lose my car? It's natural to have that reaction because we are human beings, people. We're not perfect. Now, what's important is once we have that initial thought, that initial reaction, what are we going to do? How are we going to be proactive based on this? When I just want to let everything go, give something new a chance. Maybe these things that you've been doing in your life that you think are beneficial, maybe they're not, or maybe they're not beneficial enough in that situation that you're currently going through. So leaving that comfort zone, which I have talked about in the past, is absolutely essential for your physical health, for your mental health, and above everything, it's good for you. So hopefully me sharing these two stories has motivated you in any way, shape, or form to make a change in, in your life, whatever it is. Whenever I say in the podcast that I truly believe that everybody has the, the chance, the right to live a happy, healthy, and productive life, that's not just a catchphrase. 
That to me is a way of life because I admittedly have uh, been going under some emotional challenges. I'm very uncertain about the future. If you're catching up on what's been happening in Puerto Rico, it's been really difficult. You look at the mass shootings. We talked about this last week about embracing diversity. And I recorded that before the shootings went down. And it's incredibly relevant to that topic because sometimes we reject people based on who they are just because you can't relate to them. And when all of these things are happening out there in your community, your back is going to stiffen up. Maybe you're going to get those cravings and, and that body and that mind and that soul that you've worked so hard to achieve. Maybe that goes down and then you go down. So keep yourself activated by having a really healthy support system, whether it be a family member somebody in your community that has, is, or could go through similar situations, and they can help you push you forward. And maybe this podcast, if you're living by yourself, admittedly, not everybody has a friend or a family member. Maybe I can be that. Hopefully I can. And if this in any way has helped you, consider leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, even on Facebook, you can leave a review. You can get the message across. If you haven't, consider subscribing or following my Instagram page at Happy to Fail. Same on all social media. But on Instagram, not only do I share one-minute clips of the episodes, I'm also going to be doing every now and then some short two- to five-minute things or maybe an Instagram story. Just the things that are happening in between because remember, we are going to be taking a season break once we reach episode 20 in the month of September. So if you have any questions for, for that last episode, that's really going to be about reflecting on the podcast and contemplating uh, for season two, because we are going to have that season, people. It's been fully financed. And by that, I mean, I'm subscribed to this studio for a year, so I really have no choice. But thank you so much. We're almost at 1,000 downloads. I never thought that so many people would be interested in hearing another person's road to recovery. So I really hope this has helped you. And I'm, I'm just going to get on out of here because I feel like I'm rambling today. But thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for taking care of yourself. And I will see you next Monday. Take care, everybody. <laughs>